you know, usually on the car ride, it's, it makes a difference when you're like, it depends on what you're listening to. It depends if you're on the phone with somebody like I got the hands free. So like, you know, my wife can call me and ask me like, Hey, what do you want to do for dinner? And then we'll talk about, you know, how much, you know, whatever it might be, how much of a hard day we had or what the fuck we're doing or complaining, you know, like about, you know, like how I hate being in the car or whatever. But like, if you're riding by yourself someplace and you got no stimulating conversation, you got music. I, I discovered the other day, I love Hans Hermann Hoppe, but the English guy that's narrating the audiobook is putting me to fucking sleep. Mm-hmm. Like I was so excited. I was listening. And then I kept noticing on my commute days that I'm like, fuck, man, I'm getting really tired. And then I'll put I'll put like um, I'll put the Dropkick Murphys on or I'll put uh, some metal on and I'll sing along. And then then I'm fine because I'm interacting with the music or what have you. And it's, you know, not putting me to sleep. But mm-hmm. this guy that's narrating the, the English guy that's narrating the book is like, I mean, Jesus Christ, it's um, it, it's puts you right to sleep. You don't even need that rain app anymore. You don't need to listen to the raindrops, man. I've you been. Uh... On and off, I've been listening to uh, the Anarchist Handbook, mm-hmm. the Michael Malice, right on put together. It's pretty, it's it's pretty cool because like each chapter he has a different person narrate it, um, and he's had like Ethan Suppley on there, and uh, he's an actor. In case you're not familiar, um, who else? I think Lauren Chen. Uh, he has her on there reading a chapter. And there's a couple other names that I recognize. I think he has Tom Woods on there, too. Yeah, I think he does have Tom Woods on there. Didn't he have Tim Pool on there as well? Yes, he has, yeah, he. Had, you're right. He had Tim Pool uh, do a chapter, too, on... Uh, cool. Uh, who the hell was it? See, like, I had this thing with, like, audiobooks where, like, I like to listen to them on my commute, but then I'm like, oh, man, I get behind on the podcast that I listen to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause like some of them, like, like I, like I, I try and keep up with Eric July and his podcast. Like he puts out like a new episode, like every fucking day. Well, but throughout the week, Monday through Friday, right and on. Like, like, most of them are like anywhere from like an hour to two hours long. So yeah, it's like, I hate getting behind on my podcast. I understand that. That's, that's a perfectly good reason. Holy crap. That Ethan Supley guy, I looked him up. I know who he is. I just never knew yeah. his name. Like he was on uh, the show. My name is Earl, and then he's also the. Um, he lost a shit ton of weight. Yeah, like the. I mean, he looks like a completely different person. Yeah, he was in a American History X. Yeah. No shit, the dude. Oh, the big guy. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, he was. He yeah he was yeah he's not big like that anymore. Like he, he lost him. a shit ton of weight and. Good for him. Built some bulk, but yeah, he's a. Uh, Apparently he 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 must be an anarchist because I know he donated money to uh, he was a major contributor for uh, Monopoly on Violence. Awesome, that's yeah. great. I I have the audio book, Chris. I I just haven't gotten to it yet because I'm three audio books deep for the anarchist handbook. Yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. I mean, that's it. Some of those are like incredibly long because I got the. Uh, I got like three months free of a uh, audible. audible yeah yeah of audible like premium or whatever so i'm gonna get speaking of which i probably have a new credit this month um so i gotta get another one i was gonna get the gulag archipelago but yeah uh, by schultz and 
Yeah, 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 but there was like there seemed to be like a couple different versions on there. Yeah, so you I want the unabridged. You want the actual okay, the forty-five okay. hour long. Okay, from when he gets arrested to gets moved around in the camps. I have the physical book and I have two volumes on audiobook. And it's another British author, but that one won't put you to sleep because he's very aggressive with his words. And um, he kind of like he he puts uh, emphasis on emotion, depending on who's speaking in the book. Like if it's an NKVD officer, like he'll get more aggressive with his tone as opposed to uh, keeping like this Oxford accent. Like you just came out of the university and like I'm not I'm not knocking the guy who's reading Hans's book, but it just puts my fucking ass to sleep. Yes, it like monotone. Well, he talks like this, and then the, the interpretation of the law of property, and I'm like, oh, oh, come on, man, throw your voice, do something, give me a cockney <laughs> accent. Right, what Hans was saying was, you don't need to steal my stuff, right, because it isn't right, isn't it? You know what I mean? Get- <laughs> yeah, you got. I was, I was waiting for the in it to come in there, man. Customary, as is tradition. Um. So there's something I wanted to talk to you about and the audience as well. And um, I'm a little bit bothered by this. Now, some of the folks, and I'm not going to bother calling people out because they have a right to say whatever they want. And I just think that it's asinine how some of these people are doing it, whether it be on Liberty Twitter or wherever. They're like this current situation that is very well the opening stages of the Third World War happening right now very well could be i hope that the people who are theorizing it are wrong but they're like okay you're going to take sides with the azov brigade which is this this nazi neo-nazi group that have like the fucking lightning bolt symbol or whatever it is they have the symbol it was from the nazis in the second world war and they openly have swastika flags they're like 0.003 percent of the population of the entire ukrainian people um, my, meanwhile, their president is a Jewish comedian. So they keep throwing this out there. They'll be like, oh, it's, uh, you, know, you take NATO and, and the neo-Nazis, you're taking sides with them. And it's like, number one, okay, I, I'm not, several things can be true at the same time, okay? A woman can be beautiful and a fucking asshole and intelligent at the same time, okay? These are not mutually exclusive things. Correct. A lot of NATO can suck ass, and it does because it's literally dragging the world into another world war. And Vladimir Putin can fucking suck ass too, okay? And his generals and the fucking war crimes. What about in the Donbass? What about over there? There's genocide. There's no genocide. There's there's no genocide. It's unfucking founded. It's unfounded. It's been at a stalemate. And the soy squad from Vice went over there and they saw what was happening. And furthermore, let us not forget, let us not forget that there are anarchists joining with Ukrainians to fight the Russians from Belarus and around the world, but mostly from Belarus and Ukraine. Anarchists are volunteering to fight the new version of the red army Mm -hmm. i understand that this fight between two of these two states like there's nobody's winning the munitions makers are winning okay the people who are selling arms are winning 
But you're going to sit here and tell me that you're going to vote. You're going to not vote, but root for the guy who sent kids over, Russian young mm-hmm. kids, who are now, when they're caught, they're crying because they're talking to their mothers on the phone because the Ukrainians are letting them, letting them tell their parents that they're safe because they're getting mauled out there right now. Okay, don't worry. The Russians are blowing up fucking uh, apartment buildings and universities and all sorts of fun shit that happens in war that the United States government uh, is doing as well. When NATO attacked a fucking hospital in Sarajevo, mm-hmm. um, the starving to the uh, to, to death of uh, Yemeni uh, citizens, um, terrible shit all over the place. The only country up until hopefully, hopefully forever, but maybe maybe that's coming to an end, who's used nuclear weapons in war the united states government bad things happen when shit like this happens but i'm not going to take sides with one asshole because i hate nato you know whose side i'm on the dad who's got to say goodbye to his wife and kids who's a fucking software programmer who says i have to stay behind because they're trying to destroy our home where we live sorry i'm a little more inclined for that guy and i think it's retarded that some of you are like Oh, you mean the Nazis in Ukraine? Okay, you want to go there? Let's go there. How about neo-Nazis in Russia? First of all, there's Nazis in every single fucking Western and Eastern European country. They're in Canada and they're in the United States. They're everywhere. They're a small group because everybody, including casual racists, think they're assholes. They may not like, (laughs) seriously, they might not like their black neighbors. They may not like Jews and think Jews run the banks, but they don't want to gas anybody and exterminate them. They just don't want them at their barbecue. They're still assholes, but they're not actively like, you know, Sieg Heiling and, you know, burning books and And walking uh, around with swastikas on and shit. No shit. And want to commit genocide. And want to commit genocide against people who don't look like them. All the while claiming to be Christian, which is also very interesting because Jesus is Jewish. Besides the point, neo-Nazis in Russia. This article is from 2014. Okay. But I'm going to go through it for you. Because I don't want to hear. I'm not going to hear because I'm, I'm, I've muted those words on Twitter. I'm done listening. I'm done listening to the bullshit. And by the way, there's an entire cabal of people on there who say, well, the wars, you know, there's no attacks going on. It's fake. Jesus tap dancing Christ. I mean, everything is now into question. Oh, no. Yes, we know that the, the sailors on the island, uh, Russian warship, go fuck yourself. That was a piece of propaganda. The ghost of, of Kiev, that was a piece of propaganda. My buddy, uh, Sergeant First Class Big Business, said that it was probably several pilots, and then they made this myth around one to scare the shit out of the Russians. It was probably effective to a certain point. Let's go through this article, since we're so concerned about national socialism in Ukraine. As the Sochi Winter Olympics approach, there's a growing concern over the neo-Nazi movement in Russia. Over half of the world's neo-Nazi members are in Russia. (laughs) This movement is behind the abuse of gays and violation of gay rights. The group also opposes foreigners, Jews, Muslims, gypsies, and Asians. Even though Russia, half of it's in Asia, or more than half of it, but whatever. Wouldn't that be great if they were born on the Asian side? Like, ah, hey, Fedor, sorry, technically you're fucking Asian. You can't come to the Nazi barbecue anymore. Uh, Anyway, the group has recently become a paramilitary organization, although they claim to be a sports club. 
you know, that's, you know, the Nazis in sports. It was a big deal. 1936 Olympics, Jesse Owens. Anyway, uh, the neo-Nazis are training members in weapons as well as hand-to-hand combat. Many of the weapons used are outlawed and therefore bought on the black market. Duh. They're, <laughs> Where else are they being bought? Yeah, not at Walmart. They are strictly anti-drug or alcohol. What a fun group. Focusing on fitness and bodybuilding to train for the revolution. There's an estimated 50 to 70,000 neo-Nazis in Russia, according to an ABC report. The group seems to organize around widespread unemployment and poverty in the early 1990s. Many of the members are young adults who were hit hardest by economic downturn. Excuse me. The group operates under the official name of the Russian National Unity, a party founded by Alexander Barkashov in 1990. The party symbol is the swastika, and some of its members receive military training in Moscow. In, a 2000, in 2007, a student associated with the neo-Nazis was arrested for posting a video of two migrant workers being beheaded in front of a swastika flag. Recently, the group has been targeting gay youth, finding them on dating sites or social media. You know some of those Nazis are gay as fuck. Dude. They're jerking off to gay porn. Don't even go there. Neo-Nazis may create... You know what I mean? Because all of this bashing, a lot of these folks have some hidden homosexuality, and that's they should be open about it. I mean, be the first gay Nazi. I don't even know if that happens, but who knows? Uh, Neo-Nazis may create fake profiles, ask to meet up with someone who identifies as homosexual, only then to be physically abused by them many of these attacks have been posted online the group recognizes homosexuality as pedophilia ridiculous and sees their acts of violence as justified Mm. under this definition groups have organized using the slogan occupy pedophilia as a rally cry against homosexuality so so all of you and those folks that you know that are telling everybody ooh, you know the 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 nazis in in, it you know ukraine has the azov brigade yeah does Ukraine have 50,000? Is Ukraine invading another country? Yeah, I'm, and which which one of their leaders is a Jew? So the Azov Brigade is taking orders from the Jews? What a wild turn of events. Who knew this unholy alliance would take place? But so here's the thing. It, are the neo-Nazis in Ukraine taking over other countries? Are they bothering people outside of their own country? If the answer is is no, they are not, then what does it fucking matter? Yeah, it's the great. It's a great question. Here's what does it matter? Here's another one. Signs of neo-Nazi ideology amongst Russian mercenaries. So there's a picture. I'm going to put this in the show notes because nobody reads it. But just in case you want to say, really, you're going to make it up. Um, I can do a share. Yeah, that would be fine. So just to show use, I'm going to show use right here. For those of you that are uh, getting the audio version only, and don't worry, you're probably better off. I have a face made for uh, for uh, audio. Whatever. That's for sure. Look at this picture. Look at this right here. There is a Russian mercenary with a World War II German cap with the eagle holding the swastika. Yeah, right there. Okay. So Russian mercenaries are becoming an increasingly hot topic as traces of their activities can be found in conflicts mm-hmm. around the world. Torture and war crimes seem to be not only the dark side of these militant groups, as open evidence reveals some of the fighters following far-right neo-Nazi ideologies. Hmm. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because all I have seen for the past six days is, oh, so you're taking side with the Azov Brigade? Is, is that, is that what, what's happening here? Because, uh, you know, Putin's not a Nazi. It's like, 
Okay. Putin's a fascist. That much we have established. There is a fascist uh, party, and I mean lowercase p party, in this group. Okay? And it's not the Ukrainians. I'm, so, I'm not... You, you don't have to listen anymore. You don't have to follow the, 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 the podcast. We don't have to be fucking friends. But you are a retard. But who's saying... <laughs> who, who the fuck is walking around or not walking around just talking garbage all their life uh, like who's saying this shit the mainstream media the mm. mainstream media is saying that that uh the the people they're, they're they're the ones that have been talking about the azov brigade like non-stop but like, the, but any of your mainstream media sources they, they've all been touting that story and mm. all of them are in lockstep beating that good old war drum yeah, um, on, on top of all the nonstop propaganda and yeah. uh, I, trying to pull on the emotional heartstrings of people to get them to be in favor of war. Um, yeah. I mean, just like any time, you know, we're, you know, war is prepping up and, you know, I guess in this case, technically already here. Uh, yeah. You know, the mainstream media starts beating that fucking war drum and doing, you know, the, the American propaganda machine. Is probably one of the best propaganda machines in the entire world. Yeah, I underrated. Would have to. I underrated. Would have to like, like, and not that that's the good thing, but, but, but the American propaganda machine is probably the single greatest propaganda machine on the face of the fucking planet. <laughs> I agree with that. I agree with that. And you know the problem. Okay, now. But the vice went there to look for the neo Nazis. Like specifically, there was like a big what to do, mm-hmm. and Vice showed up and was like, "We're gonna look for the Nazis of Ukraine." They didn't. Well, and uh- that's that's the problem is they have a conclusion, and they're going there simply like they already have their answer or you know their conclusion, and mm-hmm. they're just simply going there seeking out proof. I mean, it's like. Of course, if you go looking for neo-Nazis, you're probably going to find a couple. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Jay said, like there's neo-Nazi groups all over the planet. They're a small group of fucking retards, um, you know. I mean, I, but, yeah, I uh, it's painting. It's like Christopher said, they already have an established conclusion. They're going to go out and do the confirmation bias thing. It's essentially, you know, file, firing an arrow and painting the bullseye around it and saying, see, told you. <laughs> right. Bullseye. Got it. Got it. Um, Man, my aim is so good. Yeah. I mean, I, I should go to sniper school. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, man, when they sent the soy squad over there and you could see the surprise in the face of the of the reporter, I wish I could see the face uh, the face of the camera when uh, they asked that one fellow that was on the um, the Donbass front in, in trenches that looked like World War One. It was wild when he's like, uh, you know, what what ideology do you identify with? And he said anarchist. And then he goes, anarchy is the mother of order, which is a quote from Pierre Joseph Proudhon. And you could see the astonishment on the soy squad leader's face. Like this, this is not part of the story. Uh, why are the and the thing is, is like they have black and red flags, which. I mean, if you've been listening to the show for the duration, we, we've covered what, uh, you know, that was one of the original flags of the anarchist movement was a black and red one. And it's identified with syndicalism and, and anarcho-communism. So it's one of the oldest ones around. Um, but the soy squad doesn't read up on that. They were looking for swastikas. Instead, they found anarchists over there. And if you follow 
uh, popular front on Instagram who is putting forward some of the best stuff you will see on this war from the ground. So when people tell you it's fake or, oh, it's propaganda, uh, there's really nothing going on. There's a guy that I watch on YouTube who I like a lot. Are all these people that are saying these things named Dirk? No, they're not named Dirk. I don't know what their names are. Their names are asshole. (laughs) I don't know what. um, There's a fellow that I was surrounded by assholes. Keep firing, assholes. Uh, (laughs) If you don't know what that reference is, we just we just aged ourselves. <laughs> right? That Emily. is a, a classic 80s sci-fi spoof. Yeah. And it's um coming from a Star Wars fan, fanatic, and Christopher is as well. I enjoy that film every, every minute. Oh, I love it. I love it. Tremendous. Um it's kind of like when somebody gets made fun of by Weird Re- Re- Al Yankovic, people are like, "Yeah, man, fucking Weird Al did something about me. I'm I'm in." Now you know I'm cool, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, this whole Nazi bullshit, man, it's fucking ridiculous. And the fact that you know people are throwing their lot in, or saying, "Well, I hate NATO so much that I, I hope Vladimir Putin flattens Ukraine." Cool. Are you gonna say the same thing? Are there neo Nazis in Moldova? How about, uh, I know that there's some in Lith- uh, Latvia because they had an SS brigade that fought there in World War II, and they still put flowers on their uh, memorial um, in, in, yeah, no, that's not very good. So we definitely know that that's probably on the map for old Vlad, but the Estonia and Lithuania, is Poland next? I mean, where does this stop? I'm not advocating for anything. I hope that the Ukrainians turn their country into fucking Afghanistan and bleed their invaders who were fucking killing people and blowing up apartment buildings. I hope they bleed them white. Good luck. I mean, it, yeah, it's like, it, like you said, uh, it's funny that you mentioned about turning it into Afghanistan. Cause it's just like whenever we went into Afghanistan, we're like, Oh, they're going to welcome us as liberators. This will be over in days. <laughs> and what was it like fucking 20 years and how many <laughs> trillions of fucking dollars? Yeah. And it's like even the mainstream media was like, oh, Kiev will fall within hours. Yeah, I remember still hasn't that. still hasn't fallen. And that was like, what, last week? That was last it week. Was, it won't last yeah, the weekend, Christopher. It won't, yeah, it won't last, last the weekend. weekend. Whoops. Yeah. Well, well, let's move the goalpost again. Yeah, let's make sure that we get our narrative. I'm surprised they haven't erased that footage. Like, we never said that. Like, Mandela affecting people. Like, no, 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 that was never said. Can you find it? No, because we uh, memory hold all of that shit. Mm-hmm. But um, a book that I read back in 2005 when I was a very stupid conservative, embarrassingly enough, we all have. I, I don't want to hear any shit from anybody like everybody has fucking had bad ideas in their life. OK, everybody. I, has- I still have some. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I have a bad idea right now. Maybe maybe government and bending my knee is the answer. Probably not. Maybe, but maybe not. Mm-hmm. Maybe fuck yourself. Anyway, so in 2005, I always read books on my lunch break, and Christopher can attest to this when he and I uh, were working for the same employer. I always had a book on me, and you know, we had a couple of breaks and a lunch period, and eventually I, I wasn't going outside to smoke anymore, so I would just read the whole time. And I read Death of the West by Patrick J. Buchanan. Now, Pat Buchanan is definitely not somebody I share any ideological commonality with whatsoever. Okay. Maybe then when I was stupid and young and um, 
full of mistakes. There's still plenty of mistakes to be made. I mean, how long ago was it? 17 years ago? Yeah, 17 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Wow. This time go by. And I remember reading in there where he made the case, and a lot you'll see a lot of this on Twitter now because the bookworms are coming out to say, see, I told you so, because this is an I told you so moment. So he said to be careful. This book was written in 1999. So this was still at the height of William Jefferson, uh, cocaine nose Clinton, uh, and his stupid wife, Hillary's reign of terror, uh, responsible for um, Waco, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, and the war in the Balkans, which is, seems to be forgotten. Everybody was talking about, oh, this is right. the first time major wars broken out. I guess we forgot about that whole late 90s. Right? Like, thing like, fucking like Bosnia and fucking all of that shit. Right. Yeah, like completely nah. fucking memory hold it. <laughs> nah, we didn't do that. What are you talking about? Um, Pat Buchanan pointed out that the West is going to be in big trouble because the con- I, this is the thing. This is why NATO sucks, okay? NATO was around to counteract the Soviet Union and its satellite states, its vassal states, right? So you had the Warsaw Pact that was established as a response, which had, you know, all of the Eastern European countries, East Germany, Poland, Yugoslavia, and and Bulgaria, the Soviet Union. Those countries all worked together economically um, and, uh, and militarily, right? So when the collapse happens, when communism dies in Eastern Europe, there was no need for NATO anymore. You won. <laughs> you did, they're gone. The commies lost. The Soviet Union has been dissolved. And that's it. Now, the smaller countries like Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia, Poland, landmass-wise, it's a pretty large country, but you know, population-wise, they were like, we want to get into NATO because we're afraid of the monster to the east that has been fucking plaguing us for forever since there was the russian empire people forget that that finland didn't exist until after the first world war it was um it was the grand duchy of 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 finland it was part of the russian empire okay and and then vlad brought this up the other day that well ukraine is ukraine as a country is a product of the of the ussr it was created by vladimir lenin okay yeah, I understand what kind of propaganda he's trying to push forward, saying that it's really never been a separate country. It's because you haven't given them a choice. They're like, oh, they were in the Soviet Union. Yeah, it's called, here's a gun to your head. You're in the Soviet Union right now, right, comrade? Because we have one on your wife and kids, too. You're in, right? Mm-hmm. You're in, right? You're going to sign that, right? Of course you are. You don't have a choice. There, there's, there is no choice. You have an owner. They own you, okay? And then they starve 7 million of them to death during the Holodomor. Okay, with that being the case, we've talked about that a lot. Pat Buchanan was like, listen, this is going to come to a head. The further expansion of NATO going east, Poland, the Baltic states, letting them in. Now, what was it? Turkey is in. Then you then you want to let Ukraine in. And then Georgia, a little, uh, the, not not the state, ladies and gentlemen, the, the country and the caucuses, uh, the, the, the Republic of Georgia. Um, they want to get in. And you're surrounding the, Russia with NATO. And then one day, Russia's going to get back off the mat after it got knocked out. And they're going to be pissed. And it's going to be a problem because the West is going to have to do a few things. They can either, A, honor the alliance agreements. What is it? Article 5. 
where if you attack one of us, you attack all of us. Okay. That's the danger, right? Because if they start attacking Poland, if the Russians attack Poland, everybody is obligated to jump in the fight, including the United States and Canada. If you're, you know, our Canadian listeners, you're fucking in this shit too, pal. We're, we're all roped in. Mm-hmm. Or they could back off and say, we're not going to honor our agreement. Then the, the government of the United States, already on the ropes <laughs> for its credibility, is going to lose even more because it's not honoring its agreements. Mm-hmm. NATO's going to collapse. And then what? We're going to go, what's the next move? Well, I mean, I think that you can see at this point that even though uh, Ukraine is not a part of NATO, um, you know, I, I think you can see the support from other countries. Sure. I mean, I don't know how many boots on the ground people have, have sent to them, um, you know, to, to help aid or assist. You know, I heard that there were some people that were sending troops and a lot of people were sending um, weapons and things like that to help them out. So monetarily speaking and, and, you know, weapons and things like that, everybody's kind of riled around them and have kind of said, well, you know what? Fuck you, Russia. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm I, I'm not going to do what you tell me, you know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, it's kind of. Even though they're not a part of of NATO, they're getting support, maybe not to the extent that they would if they were a part of NATO, but they're still receiving a lot of support from other countries and sure. it's helping them in this process, which I think if they didn't have that help, they probably wouldn't have gotten as far as sure. they have. Yeah, I think that that's possible. Um, you know, javelins and end laws and all sorts of interesting equipment from the West. Volunteers are pouring in, not to mention Anonymous has gotten into the game and is now hacking Russian satellites, which won't be good for them because that's your communications. That's gone. Um, the West has completely crippled its economy. I believe it's one cent uh, is the value of a ruble now. Which that's crazy it's crazy because uh, people will start to starve human beings who have nothing to do with this are going to start to get hungry they're not going to be able to do anything about it and what happens in an authoritarian state a totalitarian well, i mean they're not totalitarian but they're <laughs> i mean it's close what happens in an authoritarian state when the people are unarmed and they're trying to do something about it well you know exactly what's going to happen he's going to declare martial law in fact that's already something he talked about but now He's buying into his own propaganda. From most accounts, the Russians have lost, what, between four and 6,000 troops. Mm. Four and 6,000 troops in, in seven days. Seven days. That is a lot. That is a lot. A lot of equipment has been lost. Mm. Essentially, Mr. Putin's rolling into Ukraine with an army from the 1990s and a bunch of Ukrainians with javelins. And uh, N-laws and uh, rocket-propelled grenades are tearing their ass up, which is good for them. Um, this should, If there was a conventional war between the United States and Russia, I don't fancy Russia's chances. The nuclear element is always what it's like when firearms came onto the scene, right? It's um, what's, what's the quote? Uh, God created all men, but Samuel Colt made them all equal. So it's the same thing when nuclear weapons equals the playing field. So that's something to consider, especially when they hold <laughs> yeah, quite a few. Work? That's the other question. 
some of the intelligence reports are that some of this equipment is so old that they can't be sure that once it's fueled, if it's going to get out, they can't even be certain of that. Okay. I feel bad for the Russian kids that they're capturing because you see that they, they were like, we didn't know. We thought we were on a training exercise. Okay, great. They're conscripts. They're kids. They, they, what are they, they going to do? Like, I mean, I feel bad for them, and I feel bad for their parents, and I feel bad for Ukrainians, Ukrainian moms and dads that have kids dying protecting their homes. This is awful. None of this is good. Okay, none of this is good. Nazis aside, commies aside, fascists aside, NATO aside. And I cannot for the life of me understand some of these fucking people. Yes, I don't like NATO either. Didn't George, for those of you that are still statists, didn't George Washington say in his farewell address, beware of entangling alliances? Was George Washington said that. Arguably, in many people's mind, the greatest president that ever lived, even though he had quite a few violations of the very constitution he he you know was part of the coup that uh, got rebellion thank you really seriously but he holds a a deified position in uh the culture of the united states in the mythology of how the state was created of the country Mm -hmm. and rightfully so he was six feet tall and he weighs a fucking ton yeah spread spread <laughs> hello where he's, he's coming he's, he's coming. coming he's coming he's coming <laughs> he'll save children I, I, but not the british children yeah but not the british children <laughs> i don't care how old that fucking video it is, I love is. It. No, it will always be fucking funny to me it's a classic you have to right? revisit it all the time just to get the rhyme again to make sure that you you know, uh, Washington, Washington. <laughs> it's great. He invented cocaine. <laughs> yeah, he invented cocaine. Killed his sensei in a duel and he never said why. <laughs> On a horse made of crystal, he patrols the land. With a mason ring and schnauzer in his perfect hands. Here comes George in control. Women dug his snuff and his gallant, his gallant stroll. <laughs> the present beware. The future beware. Coming. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. <laughs> there we go again, showing our age, because we played that for Brian. That uh, had to have been like early 2000s. Yeah. He was like, oh, I remember this from middle school. I'm like, bro, fuck you. Okay, middle school. Middle right. school. <laughs> he probably doesn't even remember like E-Bombs World or even knew that it existed. Yeah, or break.com. Mm-hmm. Like you get on there, that, that literally on your lunch break or whatever. Don't use the internet. Now they're smartphones. Like, Keep your fucking desktop, you asshole. <laughs> we got the internet right here. Yep. Um, so this is what Mr. Putin says, uh, as of today, Russia's attack on Ukraine is quote going according to plan and the violence will get worse. Vladimir Putin warned today, the Russian president made an alarming comment to Emmanuel Macron, his French counterpart (laughs) (laughs) during a phone call on Thursday afternoon. After hanging up the phone at the end of the exchange, which lasted for an hour and a half, Monsieur Macron said the worst is yet to come. An Elise Palace spokesperson explained President Putin expressed his very great determination to continue the offensive, the aim of which is to take control of the whole country. It's not going to happen. President Putin said the Russian army operation was developed according to plan and developing according to plan, excuse me, and that it would get worse if Ukrainians do not accept the surrender terms. So 
if you're a Russian soldier and you hear this, which is going to be hard for you because they're 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 censoring the internet. Uh, so you, I don't know if they're going to get this. You already know that he doesn't give a shit if you die. That's not important. Your life is not important. Typical Asiatic style, use numbers. We don't care how many die. I had a, uh, my mother's friend was married to this gentleman named Colin. He has departed this earth. Wonderful guy. Really nice fellow. I know Angel met him. And, yeah, he um, was very cool. He was part of the British Expeditionary Force that went to Korea during the Korean War. And they had Lee Enfield rifles in this war, okay, which I really want one. 303 British round, beautiful, beautiful rifle. Elegant, very nice. Uh, I'd love to have one. They're super expensive now because everybody's buying up all the guns, you know, I, I whatever. Yeah, more power to them. I'd like, it'd be nice if I got one. Um, so it's a bolt action rifle, right? So you got to open a breech, close it, open a breech, close it. So that's how the mechanism works for those of you who live in countries where you can't have a water pistol. I'm trying to explain to you how this works. You fuckers in Britain who listen to the show, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You've seen them. It's part, it's, it should be part of your history. He said that they sat in the barracks and just opened and closed the breach over and over again as part of their training because they had to learn to do it as fast as they possibly could because that's how fast the Chinese and the North Koreans would come at them. He said it looked like carpet when they came. When they did attacks, it looked like green carpet moving. Mm-hmm. And they would just mow them fucking down, and they kept coming because, especially in communist and perhaps ex-communist countries, your your life <laughs> your life isn't even important here with this stupid government. Do you think you're gonna be your life is an individual? You think they care about their soldiers? They don't care about your friends. Just eat up the bullets, help them run out, and then the guys behind you. They'll go ahead and get awful fucking shit, right? So six, so maybe 6,000 Russian kids have died in this war, and it's a week. One week. That's crazy. I don't even think the U.S. lost that many in Afghanistan in 20 fucking years. 20 years. I don't know. I, I know that we killed a million Iraqis in uh, in the Iraq war. I mean... Clearly, the U.S. is winning in the 21st century when it comes to war crimes. The U.S. government is definitely Duke of New York, a number one in charge of that. Um, Just on the Iraqi count alone and adding the Yemeni count on top of that. Um, But yeah, that's and then they're talking about how this is going to go for another 20 years because the Ukrainians are never going to give up. The West is never going to stop pumping arms and fucking bullets and, and whatever they need. To continue this and just bleed them out. Just bleed them out. Their economy is already collapsing. Mr. Putin's economy is already fucking going in a spiral. The goddamn plane is crashed into the mountain, to quote Mr. Lebowski from the Big Lebowski. You're Jeffrey Lebowski. I'm the dude. Well, Jeffrey Lebowski's plane is crashing into the goddamn mountain. It's not good. So... According to plan means that I don't care how many hues die, you're going to take it. The ominous sentiment is a particularly unwelcomed one as it comes as the Russians and Ukrainians sit down together for a second time to try and reach a ceasefire agreement. Uh, They didn't reach one today. Just letting you know. Spoiler alert. They didn't agree to anything. I wouldn't agree to shit. I'd be like, fuck you. That's exactly what the Ukrainians said, because the Russians are like, we'll stop. The attack will stop, but you have to disarm. 
<laughs> you have to you have to throw away your arms mm -hmm. and quit the fight. Why you you invaded their their homeland. And what's funny is like all of the people in this maybe there's some folks that are finally trying to like they're seeing the what the the silver lining here. They're like, "Oh, well these people are defending their homes and their country." Weren't were the Iraqis doing that too? Mhm. Mm how about the Afghanis? Were, were they were they defending their homes sir, in their country too? Sir, they're all terrorists. They're terrorists. I, I don't know what you're talking about. They're all terrorists. <sighs> there is no hope. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'm no, kidding. you're not. <laughs> that's I what they kidding. that's what they made it out to be. I know. It's terrible. No, I mean, of course they were defending. Of I'd course. be I'd be a terrorist if somebody fucking set one fucking dirty toenail off of Lake Erie. Up on Kelly's Island, like if somebody came through Canada, not our Canadian friends, but if there was some invader, I wouldn't wait for the government, the fucking stupid asshole Mike DeWine to mobilize anybody. I'd be up there. It'd take me a minute because I'm out of shape, but I'd get there. Throw, <laughs> I'd throw a couple of rounds at the fucking bad guys and then, you know, try to like get out of the way. Okay, <laughs> you know but I mean? like all of that aside, Russia is, you know, supposedly gigantic and they have all this shit, right? Like militarily speaking, like tanks and and whatnot, and or they did, and a lot of them are now no longer available uh, for their use. I I don't know. I don't know the details. There's propaganda at work, Angel, because they're identifying armored personnel carriers as tanks, and those two things are fucking mutually exclusive. Okay. A T ninety tank ain't gonna go down by Molotov cocktail fire. Yeah. Right? That is a monster of a machine. Okay. You know, well, but I understand they're destroying armor, which yeah, is huge because it's expensive. It's a cost. I don't know what's happening, but all I do know is Ukraine didn't try to invade Russia, and Russia is supposedly supposed to be in a position of strength and have all of this whatever they have. And what are they afraid of Ukraine for? Because they might have neo-nazis there like i'm confused it's not, by it's not it's not fear they want they want ukraine so ukraine is like they're the breadbasket of europe first yeah but europe. i mean but they're acting they want like they want the ports um they're a very resource rich country they want um, the pipeline and, yeah they want the pipeline and to top it all off putin's ex-kgb he comes from the soviet union era you know, he wants that land back. He sees it as historically part of Russia. Yeah, correct. And I understand that. But I mean, they're they're saying that Ukraine is a problem because of these neo-Nazis and, you know, that this group of, you know, resistance fighters and mm -hmm. they're, you know, attacking Russia and, you know, whatever their narrative is. And it's like, hold on and, a second. And, and that's just it. You said it right there. It's their narrative, i.e. It's propaganda. Right. And so it's like anybody, you know, with like one eyeball that, you know, could like halfway read blurry words could see that this is bullshit. And I don't understand why it's, you know, do you know what I'm saying to you? Like, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. No, like I get what you're saying, but I think you're discounting the fact that like a lot of people are fucking stupid <laughs> and they'll yeah. believe anything that they see on their television. There's a lot of fucking stupid goddamn people out there. Like I like I, there's no other way of putting it. There's a lot of stupid fucking people. True. And they'll believe any propaganda that's fed to them. Yeah. hundred percent true. That's I used stupid. to get like upset at people, you know, who were like, I, so I used to clean houses for a living mm -hmm. and I used to clean houses for people who had a lot of money. 
and they didn't have TVs and they didn't have TVs in their kids' rooms. And like there was one room where there was a TV and, you know, like I grew up, you know, poor, but, you know, later on as a teenager, I had my own television in my room. I didn't have one when I was a kid. Mm. Um, and I bought the TV myself because I got a job. Um, but I couldn't understand why I'm like, why don't you let your kids watch TV? Like, why are you, you know, that's rude. You know, like I, I was kind of like offended by it. Now I get why. Now I get why they don't let their kids watch TV and, you know, they yeah. don't watch TV because it's fucking bullshit. It is bullshit. And like I was telling everybody on the previous podcast, I, I have YouTube TV and it's the first time I've had access to like television network, like uh, legacy media news in a long time like immediately and um it's 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 shocking how awful it is it is intolerable from all directions fox news will melt your brain and uh um you know msnbc and all of those other channels and cnn will make you want to you know dip your face into a vat of acid they'll make you want to epstein yourself and shut off the camera and get strangled and then (laughs) true it's awful like it is pure propaganda 100 percent of the time and it's inaccurate like even the guy who was doing a bio on putin said that or you know was tracing the lineage of russian leadership didn't he only went back as far as lenin technically he went to to czar nicholas ii and said that he abdicated and then vladimir lenin took over and i had an aneurysm i had blood shooting out of my wherever as mr trump would say like I was like, you must be out of your fucking mind. It's not what happened. You're, Are you're, you sure? You're distort. Don't do it. Don't don't do it. That's not what happened. The Kerensky government took over. They won an election. The the, the Bolsheviks lost, and then twenty two percent of the population who were Bolshevik overthrew <laughs> the government, and that's how we had it. And then they had a civil war. But that's not what the TV said. Mind you, when we're talking about Ukraine, we've talked about this character before, Nest, Nestor Makhno. A famous uh, Russian, uh, excuse me, Ukrainian um, anarcho-communist. Mm-hmm. He he made the greatest mistake of his life. He was kicking ass all over Ukraine. It was like the free Ukrainian People's Army. He was just fucking up all of the, like the the czar's forces that were left behind in the civil war. And then the Bolsheviks like were like, hey, you know, we we too don't like the czar. And he was like, well, I don't like the czar either. He's like, hey. You want to work together, Macno? How about that? How we put our forces together for the people, comrade? And he's like, I know I'm going to regret this, but all right. Spoiler alert, he regretted it <laughs> because after the coalition. Yeah, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> terrible, terrible mistake. Uh, really bad. No good. After the alliance of the Bolsheviks and the anarchists saw victory in Ukraine. Uh, the Bolsheviks killed the generals that were in the Black Army and sent, I don't know, uh, 250,000 Bolsheviks uh, in an army against Nestor Makhno and what was left of uh, the Black Army. And he had to flee. He died in Paris. Aww. So there's already, even in the modern context, there's already beef, not to mention what happened during the whole Odomor. Okay. Ukrainian nationalism has existed for a long time. That's why there's two cultures and two different fucking languages. That's why there's a Ukrainian Orthodox Church and a Russian Orthodox Church. And the Russian Orthodox Church gets mad because they think they should be in the Russian Russian Orthodox Church. And the Ukrainians are like, fuck you. We have our own goddamn Christian church. How do you like that? 
You know what I mean? It, it, there's, we th have our own baby Jesus Center. Right. It's, it's madness. Mr. Putin, he's, he's a propaganda guy. So he understands the power of propaganda. Hmm? He worked for the KGB. Sure. Come on. For sure. He understands. And using key words to say denazification of Ukraine, that word still should have power with the, uh, the former Soviet people because 30-some million of them died fighting it in the Second World War. So sure, he knows what he's saying when he does that. He understands. And I also understand his, his security concerns. I wouldn't want anybody parking that shit that close to where I live either. I understand that. I'm not saying it's right. I don't think it's right that NATO expands. I don't think it should exist, period. I don't, I don't care. That a bunch is, of assholes that draw up imaginary lines and call them countries. <laughs> it's awful. It truly is awful. And the common people are suffering, okay, as usual. I mean, this, I say they're, yeah, they're the only victims in this whole situation. It's like both factions, like, on their government. Like, there's no good guys in this. No. no, there's no good guys in this. And the only victims are, are like you said, the innocent people. Yeah. You know, innocent civilians. The people who are eventually going to go hungry because of sanctions, the people who are hiding themselves in uh, railway stations and subway stations in, uh, in, in Kiev and, and, and Kharkov and, and all over the country. The, uh, the Russian conscript kids who are getting sent in and basically have no fucking idea what they're doing. Okay. Did you hear this one? The um, the Russians now, the FSB, which is the Federal Security Service of the Russian Federation, they captured a large town today. They're going to begin public executions of dissidents. This is this is what we're hearing of anybody who is not submitting. So the Ukrainians, when they've captured Russian troops and we have the videos of them allowing them to call their mothers back in Russia to let them know that they're still alive. The Ukrainians are going to respond, and they already said, we're going to stop taking prisoners. So this is about to get even more ugly because it's a tit for tat. You're going to do that to my people? Okay. You're not going to get prisoners of war. And if you thought the Ukrainians were fighting tough now, knowing that they're probably going to get tortured and fucking executed if they get caught, what do you think that they're going to do? When they're confronted with a situation where they know if they surrender, they're going to die anyway. This is going to get progressively worse. That's one thing that Mr. Putin and I agree on. This is definitely going to get worse. And nobody's going to be happy. Now, what is the angle here? Do they, the, the sanctions that are being levied against Russia, the oligarchs are not going to suffer. Mr. Putin will not go hungry. He doesn't. Stalin never waited in a bread line. Vladimir Lenin never waited in a bread line. Vladimir Putin is never going to go hungry. It's not going to happen. And his cabal of yes men who don't dare say no or this is a bad idea, they're not going to go hungry because their, their liege lord is going to protect them. It's almost like uh, feudalism, right? Like, listen, I'll just stick with you and I'll do whatever you say and you take care of me. And it's like, okay, I'll take care of you. But the people are going to suffer. Now, are they trying to destabilize the country to where that there's you know, the potential for internal strife, a civil war within the country? Is the conclusion, does everybody really think that the next guy is going to be better if they get rid of this asshole? That's, that's, the natu that's what people are going to think, that the guy who's going to take over if uh, Vlad gets ousted or whatever, or the, you know, 
they send an assassination squad or whatever it's going to happen if it happens which i don't think it will but we're speaking in hypotheticals right now gang yeah is the assumption going to be that the next guy that takes over russia is going to be nicer i don't know i mean probably not i mean maybe better than 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 this guy but maybe i don't i don't know there's no guarantee you might get somebody who's a real fucking stark raving lunatic maybe they just you know it's just i bring you more of the same i bring you more of the same so kremlin forces have resorted to heavy bombing of kiev and kharkiv causing thousands of civilian casualties after failed attempts to take both cities with ground forces well, what did you think they were going to do? They weren't going to go home. They're not allowed to go home. So now they're going to level the city and call it peace. 20, uh, today, 22 people were killed when a Russian airstrike hit an apartment block in Cher- Chernihiv. I can't pronounce these names. I'm sorry, guys. Ukraine's President uh, Zelensky said Russia would pay for the damage caused. We will restore every house, every street, every city. And we say to Russia, learn the word of reparations and contributions. You will reimburse us for everything you did against our state, against every Ukrainian in full. Yeah, I'll hold my breath. Kurzon Kurzon in the south of Ukraine became the first major city. There's the name of the city that got captured by the Russians since the invasion began. Residents have reported that there are Russians all over the city and there's a curfew now in place. They've been told not to turn on their lights in the evening amid a shortage of food and medicine. The bigger shops are closed or already robbed. A man who, who asked to be referred to as Jimmy said, what's open is smaller shops, smaller groceries. Okay, so we have that, right? Here's a new one. This is just uh, this breaking news, folks, breaking news. Don't forget to buy your colloidal silver and uh, you know the other stuff from the infowarshop.com. Uh, Dr. Group formulated it. It'll kill COVID. Um, top Russia generals, general is killed by Ukrainian sniper as Kiev claims 9,000 of Putin's troops have died during the invasion. Major General Andrei Sukovetsky was reportedly killed yesterday by a sniper, the most senior figure to have been killed amid the Russian invasion. Death represents a major blow to Russia's special military operation. You will be seen in Ukraine as a sign the invasion is not progressing as planned. Duh, they plan for it to be over in a day. They're running out of fuel and food. They weren't thinking it was going to take this long. The logistics on this is absolutely par excellence. You guys are doing a great job in Moscow. Whoever's idea, I hope they give you a medal. You're a fucking genius. Um, The Kremlin, meanwhile, insists that less than 500 of its soldiers have been lost. Sure. Mm. Um, Let's see here. Deputy commander of the 41st Combined Arms Army of Russia's Central Military District died yesterday as Ukrainian defense forces repelled the Russian offensive. His death has not been confirmed by Russia's Ministry of Defense, but was announced on social media by his colleague, Sergei Chipilov. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not, I don't know how to pronounce these things. Like I said, Sergei, his friend, and widely reported by several Russian and Ukrainian news outlets. Killed by a sniper and suggested a funeral for the major general by far, most senior figure, was held, uh, will be held, excuse me, Russia on Saturday. So, uh, it's not going well, and when Mr. No. Putin says going as planned, um, you know, sure, whatever. Say that to their mothers, you know, say that, say that to the Russian kids' moms. Um, so, that's what's going on right now. That's what's happening. They're shelling Odessa as we speak, a major city in the south on the Black Sea. Why can't they just go away? It's not going to happen. 
It's well, not so gonna who's going to win? Who's going to win? Uh, Raytheon's going to win. Boeing's going to win. Uh, the arms manufacturers are going to win. Um, the regular people are always the fucking losers when these assholes well, go to I war. I mean, is is Russia going to be taken over? By who? No, going to be taking over the Ukraine. No, not the, no. They're they're not going to be able to hold it. Uh, let's see. So they're here. not going to win. No, while okay. Ru- well, I don't think so. Uh, maybe so maybe in the short term, but not in the long term. Will Ukraine win? In the long run, yeah. Twenty years from now, probably. While oh. Russia holds the military advantage of Ukraine on on the battlefield, is getting destroyed by Western alliance. In the past few days, the United States and several major European countries have declared a series of financial penalties and sanctions against Russia that are without modern precedent for a major economy. These policies are triggering a financial catastrophe in Russia. Getting a proper grip on the second battlefield requires breaking down the news of the past several days into three categories. The global boycott of Russia, the economic crisis within Russia, and the worldwide ripple effects that we're already starting to see. Over the weekend, SWIFT, uh, the Society for Worldwide Interbank Finance Telecommunication, was um, was bar- barred the Russian banks from doing business trading on the platform SWIFT. This will prevent many Russian banks from trading at high volumes. The indirect effect is more important. A Russian bank that's been kicked off SWIFT becomes an undesirable place to keep money. The U.S. Treasury and European Central Bank also announced that they would freeze Russia's foreign reserves. What does that mean? The Russian Central Bank holds hundreds of billions of dollars that it can convert into rubles during a crisis to prop up the currency. By freezing the reserves held in Western banks, the U.S. and Europe are disarming Russia of its best weapon in the event of a currency crisis, essentially telling Russia, your assets are momentarily worthless. You don't have $300 billion worth of assets. You have zero. Companies are boycotting Russia too. BP, oh my, BP, known for their environmental protectionism, and Shell have announced plans to exit their joint ventures in major Russian energy companies. Some countries are now refusing to do business with Russia entirely. Russia has also been banned from international soccer, oh heavens, hockey and ice skating events. (laughs) Yeah, these actions amount to the sudden cultural uh, excision of an entire nation i don't think that not playing hockey is going to stop the russian army but that's just me so you know there's lines and long bank runs bank bank runs at atms london stock listings of several russian banks fell by more than 50 percent the ruble is trading like a junk cryptocurrency collapsing more than 30 percent on monday and as it weakens the price of certain imports will rise sharply unemployment will soar unless central banks step in to print money in order to keep companies afloat, but this will almost certainly cause even worse inflation. To throttle the worst, the worst inf- inflationary effects, the Russian central bank doubled its key interest rate to 20% for perspective. That's higher than the U.S. federal funds rate has ever been. Businesses are nervous that swift sanctions will shut down international credit card accounts. In normal times, the worst effects of most depressions aren't felt for months. This all happened in 72 hours. Mm-hmm. And once again... The oligarchs and the ruling class are not going to have a problem. The regular people, as always, are the ones who are going to have the problem. But why wouldn't they have a problem if they are in, um, you know, charge of some of these businesses and they have accounts overseas and the value of their dollar has just plummeted? 
unless they have like you know other currencies in which they which they probably do i mean but how much money they have they have other assets though mm-hmm. it's not just money yeah it's but not like, money in a bank they they yeah they have they but have how how long they can... have land they have precious metal other thing yeah other things of value that so that's why it's not going to hurt them. How long can they hold on to those things, especially if they have uh, loans with these banks? Because the the banks are going to call their loans. Probably, but the thing is, it's like they already stopped trading on the Moscow Stock Exchange. They stopped it, I think, for, for uh, several days. They're not even allowing trading to happen because they're trying to delay the inevitable. Mm-hmm. The idea behind these things is to make the little people squirm and then have that shit get literally grassroots up to the top be like, hey, can't feed my kids, can't keep the heat on, lost my job, I have no hope, I'm going to go fucking overthrow the government. <laughs> well, I mean, one would hope. The other thing is Russia relied on imports to keep its, its you know defense forces or its army functioning. Mm-hmm. They've been cut off from all of that. All of the material that they need to build weapons now they have to rely exclusively internally. They did not have. I read an article that they were going to run out of shells for the for for their artillery in what two and a half three weeks. Okay. Because they didn't have the stockpile. Well, now they can't keep up with the stockpile because now they're behind, and they're not getting the imports in to make new stockpiles. So, even uh, like Intel and AMD are pulling, uh, like their computer chips. Uh, from Russian markets. That's a problem so, for them. Yeah, so that's another problem, too, like on the technological front. Yikes. Um, yeah. And that the problem that I have with all of that is that, once again, the little people are the ones who get, get hurt yep. every single time. But also, if you're going to push a crazy person into a corner like this, and then you're going to get mad when they lash out, I, I don't know what you think is going to happen. He's got nothing to lose if you're going to back him into a corner. I mean, again, we. But if he's doing okay and he's not going to starve, how's he backed into a corner? Well, if he's hiding in a bunker because his people want to rip him from his arms, like tear him apart limb from limb, you might be. Yeah, you might eat well, but you're not going to be safe. I don't. I don't think that that's that crazy of a concept to approach, especially when the legitimacy of his state, of his government, his administration is going to start running on fumes because the people's quality of life is going down the toilet. You know, what is the point of this? Why are Russian mothers uh, having to fucking bury their sons for something stupid? Right. You know what I mean? Why Why are my kids not eating? Yeah, but well, I mean, if he's hiding in a bunker, how, how is he going to hurt anybody? Well, because he still has the military power, at least locally. He's the one who has the codes. But aren't the people of the military just regular people as well? Maybe at the bottom, but when you get into your officer corps, when you get into your generals, did you see the picture of when he said he put his nuclear forces on alert? Even his generals were like, uh, what, what are we doing? What? <laughs> what, what why? And of course, they were like, yeah, sure, we'll do it because you're in charge. But even they looked like a little surprised and taken aback that it was getting escalated that high. So, you know, if you're listening to this after... Like, if you guys have rebuilt, I just, you know, hope that the Rangers finally won the Stanley Cup sometime 125 years from now, if there is hockey anymore. If you guys don't know what that is, I'm sorry. 
there's no YouTube or whatever the fuck it is you watch post-apocalyptically. Um, know that um, we had some good times here, and um, peanut butter and chocolate belong together. That's the statement of this century. Thank you. And you'll never know how good Colonel Sanders' Kentucky Fried Chicken was because you won't have any of that shit because it's all gone. Um, again, the likeliness of a nuclear conflict you never say something's impossible. You never say something 100% with certainty. It goes in highly unlikely, unlikely, likely, and highly likely. Well, we went from highly unlikely to have a nuclear exchange to it's unlikely. That is a dramatic step. That is a huge step. When he's like, put the nuclear forces on alert, that if this is a chess game, the fuckers in NATO are going to move their piece right in front of him and be like, I'm going to match you. Now we're on alert. Now it's your move. And I feel like that's what we're getting to is NATO is trying to push them as far as they're willing to go. Because, again, I've had this conversation with people before, you guys. Do I think the United States and its allies win a nuclear exchange? Technically, yes, I think that they would win, but you're going to inherit a heap of fucking ashes. It's it's spheric. It It means nothing. You won. Big deal. You won the jerk-off Olympics of 2022. Here's your here's your prize, your children in ashes. I don't radiated. Even, I don't even see that as an option because it's so it's such a final option that it's not really even on the table because most people don't really want to choose that option. And they will, you know, if they have to, obviously, if somebody's like, you know, I'm gonna push the nuclear button and then that person, you know, you have to react and whatever, right? Like so like it's a chain reaction from one person's action but like i don't really think that most people even vladimir putin really want to use that i think it's a bullying tactic and i don't think that they really want to use it 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 doesn't make any sense you can't go anywhere from that that's precisely what the you know mutually assured destruction like uh doctrine you know is it's because it's such an extreme option that nobody wants to do it and we'll all lose that. Yeah. Theoretically, nobody wants to do that. So, so you are correct in that. Cause I mean, that's literally what mutually assured destruction is. Yeah. But, I don't know. Putin's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. And all of this is clear. He loves dogs. Do you think he wants to like Adolf Hitler had a dog in the bunker? Don't go there. They're crazy people I'm and assholes love dogs just as much as normal people. He do, he probably doesn't want to have his dogs killed by the nuclear war. <laughs> no, I don't want you my know? dog to be like, killed either. So, yeah, he, he's a fucking asshole. Like, I'm not saying he, just because he loves dogs makes him a great person. I'm just saying because he loves dogs, he probably doesn't want to have them nuked. That's my point, Jay. Okay, well, we'll see. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. I don't think he's really worried about that that much. Maybe the dogs are in the nuclear bunker. I don't know. Maybe. Do they even work? Do bunkers even work? Like, I don't know. If you dig deep enough, yeah. Maybe. (laughs) Did they dig deep enough? I don't know. Based on what I'm seeing, the Russians haven't done much of anything well, except blow up apartment buildings and kill innocent people. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, In local news, you guys are going to enjoy this. Uh, Christopher found this one. This is a really good one. So uh, this is from fox8.com, which I loathe and despise with uh, with the fire (laughs) of a thousand suns. I really hate Fox 8 News. But this is a good article. You're really going to enjoy this. 
Columbus firefighter among those who charged those charged in Ohio knows human trafficking operation. A firefighter with the Columbus Division of Fire was among those charged in a human trafficking operation carried out by Ohio law enforcement. Attorney General David Yost, who was joined by law enforcement from Franklin, Montgomery, Portage, and other counties in the state, announced that there were 161 men arrested for attempting to buy sex during the, quote, Ohio Nose Operation, K-N-O-W-S, not N-O-S, apostrophe, you know what I mean. Mm Mm-hmm. Of those arrested was a Columbus firefighter who pleaded guilty in January 2022 to a lesser charge of disorderly conduct. A statement from the Columbus Division of Fire read, We have made we have been made aware of criminal allegations against one of our members. The Division of Fire works very hard to make sure the women and men we employ are trusted without question by the public we serve when we respond to calls for assistance. The charges against this firefighter are disappointing and not acceptable by our division standards. The member named will be given due process through the criminal court system as well as face an administrative investigation to determine rules and regulation violations. Any division charges or discipline will be a result of that investigation. This is not just something that happens down in the hood in the city, said Yost. What a comment. (laughs) In every county, it's in every town. This is happening all over Ohio. Poor neighborhoods, rich neighborhoods, educated, uneducated, black, white, it doesn't matter. It happens everywhere. Yas said that three of the men arrested during the operation thought they were buying sex with a child. Fifty individuals offering to sell sex, men and women, were arrested, according to Yas's office. Law enforcement officers interviewed 51 potential human trafficking victims who were provided services from health care and social service organizations. Mandy Knight is a human trafficking survivor who credits law enforcement helping her escape from that life. Had I not been arrested, had I not went to jail, had I not suffered some consequences for my actions and that role I played in the decisions I was making, I wouldn't be here today and I wouldn't be as successful in life as I am and today. A simultaneous operation carried out by the U.S. Marshal Service recovered 10 missing children, nine of whom were identified as teenagers. This was the largest human trafficking operation in the state to date, according to Yost, and also among those arrested were city, a city council member, a teacher, a professor, a pilot, and a man with a two-year-old child in his vehicle. We want to send a message to everybody in Ohio, everybody in the country. Don't buy sex in Ohio, Yost said. Columbus police uh, posted late Monday that its police and community target community together packed unit was responsible for arresting 52 of the 161 men arrested statewide, including the suspect who had a child in his vehicle fucking piece of shit the unit also reported recovering multiple guns and a missing child i don't we have talked about this ad nauseum on this show and to for the life of me i don't know why this isn't a bigger story i didn't know this was out here christopher found this i had no idea this was happening this is going to go down in history if we're still here based on the previous conversation as one of the gravest miscarriages of justice in the history of anything, that this continues to be allowed, that these scumbags are still out there that are still doing things. It is absolute. I am. I am apoplectic when it comes Ooh. to this shit. Ooh, I like that. Uh, that's a big word, Jay. All those years, apoplectic. That made my nipples hard, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All those years in school, at least some of the vocabulary, except fuck, goddamn it, shit, cunt, and piss, have right. finally started to come together. 
apoplectic. <laughs> I just mean, so it was so apropos. <laughs> I like <laughs> and I wrote that shit down from the last time. <laughs> I did. I was like, that's a good that's a good one. <clears throat> so um yeah, man, like this shit never fucking ends. And and it's really we're and, not- and like so like so like my my thing is obviously the dudes that they're they're busting are are people are are the Johns, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And obviously they're disgusting mm-hmm. pieces of fucking garbage. But like, what about the people in charge of the human trafficking rings? We never get there, do we? No. Like, like, I'm not saying that these dirt balls, like trying to pay to fucking fuck children, don't deserve to be busted or punished in some sense because that's fucking disgusting. It's despicable. Mm-hmm. But like that's the element that's missing is like what about the people in charge? Because I do know that human trafficking in Ohio is a legitimate problem. Like even like in Canton and like Belden Village, I guess people have been kidnapped there like a lot. Like young wild. girls get kidnapped. Yeah, it wild. is wild, and they're probably taking them up to uh, Lake Erie and you know sending them off in shipping containers through those ports. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that, that's like. Like, that's cool that you're busting these Johns, but these are just, those are the end users of this disgusting ring of fucking of pedophiles and human trafficking. They are, they're the customers. How about the proprietors of said humans? Like, uh, why aren't we going after those guys? Like, those are the big fish. Funny you mentioned that. We, we, the justice system got a hold of somebody who was a pimp. Mm-hmm. And we weren't allowed to see who the client list was. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. Busted for, busted for trafficking children to nobody. Yeah. We didn't get the high-end clients because the high-end clients are the people that our friends and relatives go to a booth twice a year and fucking vote for. Mm-hmm. Okay? Or people that run... Uh... You know the the uh, the the propaganda machines that that feed all the propaganda to us. Mm-hmm. Um, like what's her name? That woman from the Atlantic that owns the Atlantic that ran that story about how it's like you know like you know the, the child trafficking yeah. boogeyman and blah 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 yeah. blah. And then and then we see pictures of her and good old Jizz Lane piling oh, it yeah. up. Like wow, wow, huh? Like there's there was definitely no bias in that article that no. you wrote. Nope. Fucking lousy fucking cunt. <laughs> that right there, what Christopher just pointed out, is is a perfect example of why the common people, the hoi polloi, you and I, the regular fucking people, will never see justice. They have their own propaganda machine. Their courts protect them. We will never see an end to this because the people who run the justice system are answering to those who are at the top of this like paul bonacci who we talked about from the franklin Mm cover-up he was at the white house Mm -hmm. george hw bush's white house he was getting fucking fucked by high and mighty politicians in washington dc like even forget about that like he knew what bohemian grove was before and any other person in the media Mm -hmm. before it was even broke like across you know stories like he described the place 
and knew what it was. Mm-hmm. Before Alex Jones got yeah, in there. Before, before anybody even knew mm-hmm. what it was, this kid knew what it was. Yep. I, um, it is a, pl- it is a plague of, <laughs> of, of the 20th and the 21st century and going all the way back forever. But the part that bothers me now is that we're not making it better. We're not making it better. And when, you know, I, I highly encourage those of you who have HBO Max, and if you can get it pirated somehow, uh, watch the, the movie Spotlight. And it has Michael Keaton in it. And it's about how the Boston Globe broke the story of the sex, uh, the sex crimes the Catholic Church was committing in the greater Boston area through the archdiocese of the, of the Holy Catholic Church in Boston. And how law enforcement and the courts colluded with the church to cover up and hide the files of pedophile priests who were fucking molesting children. Okay? If that's happening in Boston, it's happening everywhere. And we've talked about it on the show before because, like, I don't know how anybody else isn't bothered the way we are bothered. And maybe it's because we've accepted it to just be part of fucking existence. That the, there's a scum element that's always... And I agree, there to an extent that there's always going to be scum. But, like, the fact that we never see real justice for the crimes against those of us who are the least amongst us is fucking despicable. It is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. It is repugnant. Mm-hmm. And I don't fucking understand. Like, could you imagine if you had, like, if I had to run, like, I would never do this because I don't believe in it. But let's say I changed my mind. So I'm going to run for office. I'm going to run on, on the following on the following issues. All gun control is an infringement. All gun laws are an infringement. Everybody should be able to do coke off a hooker's ass if they want to. Drugs are legalized. We're going to get rid of all of your student loan debt, and we're going to find out who's fucking putting their hands on your children. You will be dead or in jail within two years. You won't ever sniff the poll. They won't let people have a choice, or you will be demonized by the propaganda machine. Mm -hmm. They're not going to let – people always wonder why – like. Remember, we were supposed to get the, the Kennedy files were supposed to be opened up by Trump. We never got that. We, did, we got redacted, redacted shit. Yeah, redacted. Because somebody sits you down. Somebody sits you down and says, listen, you like power? We're going to keep letting you look like you have power. But the second you step off the fucking reservation, pal, it's over. Barack Obama, the same thing. And all these wars. He won a Nobel Peace Prize. He was the drone commander in chief from hell. He was Captain Hellfire Missile. He was, he was George W. Bush V2.0. Yeah, just a refined, better spoken, more educated individual who made you feel good about drone striking people in Pakistan and Yemen. They sat him down, I guarantee you, because he talked about like violating the Constitution and due process and ending these wars and closing Guantanamo Bay. I will bet you he got the, the, the talk and said, well, of course he did. If you look at like his speeches beforehand and then there you go. after he became president, he kind of looks green in the face and he's like, uh, two different people. Yeah. Like, I mean, absolutely. I That's a good point. But they, I'm, I guarantee you they sat him down and be like, listen mm-hmm. here, you want to keep that seat? Maybe they showed him pictures of John Kennedy's skull 
and said, do you have any fucking idea what we're capable of? This train rolls on. You can say whatever you want. You can promise these idiots who vote for you and your opponents. You can promise them everything. But at the end of the day, we're going to win. And you can either be part of the winning team or we'll put you in a box. You get to choose. You get to still be, you look like you're in charge and, and write your book and all that other horse shit. You know, people, even with the best of intentions. Why do you think really good people, like I said, I, I pointed out before, Christopher knows, Ron Paul and Dennis Kucinich couldn't be more uh, diametrically opposed to each other uh, on economics, on the interpretation of the Second Amendment, on a, on a myriad of topics. They both hated the Federal Reserve and they both hated foreign wars. They both went after Ben Bernanke and said, we demand to see the books. We want to audit you. And he just flat out said, no, no. Yeah, he just exactly how Christopher said it in passing. No, no, this is beyond us. I've said it before and I'll say it again. There's one solution to this problem. Everybody knows what it is. And it's against the terms of service and agreement for me to say what it is. But we all know what it is. I'm sorry. That is the only conclusion you can come to. In the meantime, trying to make meaningful differences with the people in your life and all that other stuff. But at the end of the day, these when we get on this topic, it puts me in a deep fucking hole because mm -hmm. it is the worst thing I can think of is a parent losing a child to somebody who is trafficking them to God only knows who. Just, you know, you can't leave your kids alone. Keep an eye on them and, you know, just keep an eye on everybody's kids and even your like your neighbors yes. like young women you know um in the teen in their teens like 20s you know maybe even possibly early 30s like they they're kidnapped too you, you gotta know? watch out for each other man you gotta watch out for each other that's all we have all we have is each other god damn it that's it this shit puts me in a hole man like it really fucking makes me mad that this sort of thing is still happening. It makes, it makes you feel hopeless. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. it totally brings yeah. out the nihilism in me. It's like, what yeah. are we doing yeah. here? You know? Yeah. It's just, the type of thing that just makes you want to go off in the middle of the wilderness and just be completely isolated and alone. Yeah, yeah. it really does. It takes me a while to get out of a funk. And, you know, I know that I can, I, I feel it. As soon as I start reading this shit and it's like, God fucking damn it. Like, how is this possible it's sickening like and i i hate the cops i'm very open about that and i'm grateful that at least the broken clock is right twice a day that some good was done for once instead of issuing fucking traffic tickets and harassing people or stealing uh money on i-80 right you know from uh weed dispensaries <laughs> Uh, serving no knock warrants and shooting people in their sleep. Correct. I mean, if you don't or have shooting an, dogs or shooting dogs. Yeah. If you don't have an end user, like I know, like you want the, the, um, you know, creator of the product, but if you don't have an end user, the product can't move. Right. But the big fish, that's the argument is the big fish, right? <laughs> that's the whole idea when they started arresting low level criminals in the drug trade mm -hmm. was like, listen, yeah, we'll let we'll let this go, but you've got to turn informant and help us find like where's this dope coming from, who are you buying it from, and then you follow it up the ladder. There's no following up the ladder. We never get the next level. Never get the next level. And the next level isn't even who's in charge. 
they, they step foot on that first rung and go, Woo, I'm out of breath. Let's go have a union break, guys. <laughs> right. That seems what it that that really seems to be what it is. I mean, have you noticed that? There's never like the best we've done is like I said, getting uh what was it getting uh Gislaine, getting Jeff, and getting um uh the, the members of the church. And even then, even then they allow the church to punish people internally, and that means they move them to Brazil or something so they could fuck other kids. You know what I mean? It's there's never really any kind of justice. And then the church who has more money than King Solomon could ever fucking dream of. Mm -hmm. They just cut checks and you have to sign agreements and you can't say anything. And when you're looking at a couple of million dollars, when you've been fucking molested by some asshole and your life is wrecked because you've never been able to recover. That's what makes it such an insidious crime is that it damages an individual for the rest of their fucking life, man. It fucks them up forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they can't get it together for whatever reason. It bothers them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when you're looking at a couple of million dollars payout and all you got to do is sign an agreement, say you're not going to talk about it. What? Of course, you're going to take the money. I understand. I'm not saying they're doing anything. So they don't have to fucking, you know, rehash the memories of having to deal with that shit. Right. Bringing it out into the open, being ashamed, all of these different emotions, other things that happen in everyday life that trigger you know for sure their, their emotions and you know maybe they can't have a help hold a normal job and you yeah, know the money yeah. will help them you know live and maybe they can get some you know therapy and you know maybe they yeah. can go on you know to a couple beach vacations or something it's, it's a small it's a small piece to be given to people who have taken had had so much taken from them yeah you know what i mean so mm-hmm. um anyway on that doom and gloom note i'm absolutely out of ammo uh, the world is a shithole, and um, we encourage you to con- uh, continue to enjoy Arby's. Yes. So and ice cream. Does uh, Christopher you have anything else? Nope. Nope. All right. The world, the world is indeed a shithole. Just make sure you wipe your ass. Please, please continue to do that. Angel, yeah. do you have anything else? Um, no. I just want to remind everybody that you know that's Patreon. Um, we'll have a new episode on patreon coming up yep. of newbie side um not sure when we're gonna schedule it possibly maybe this sunday um so you know it'll be released shortly after if we do it this sunday if not um just be on the lookout it'll be coming yeah it'll be coming um and also you know i mean if you're stressed out and this and our podcast the ending kind of made you sad you should maybe think about scheduling like go and get your hair cut that'll make you feel better <laughs> all right <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do that. Go on get your, you could go get your butthole bleached. You could. I'm, yeah. You know, I'm going to go. That way to... you could have a pristine sphincter, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm going to go. You, you, can go from, you can go from a chili ring to a cinnamon ring. Yeah. There you go. You're yeah. going you to know? the salon, huh? Yeah. And yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a different hair style. I'm going to get my hair did. I don't know what, what kind of what kind of style are you gonna do? I don't know. I'm gonna get a new cut. You're going then... like with a Karen cut. You're going short. No, no, I can't do short. Ooh, yeah, no, don't be, no. don't be getting that pixie, that Karen pixie. No cut. Oh no, no, uh, I'm a, no I'm good. a uh, hair person. I think I'm gonna do something like maybe highlight. No S Frio, man. Color. Not fucking cool. No, no S Frio at all. No, no S Biblioteca no. either. I'll tell you that. 
have biblioteca. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, I hope that it works out for you. I also need to get a haircut. Um and get... I'm also considering getting my nails did, so I might be fancy. Okay, well enjoy yourself. And yeah. uh speaking of Patreon, I'd like to welcome the newest member of the Use Guys family to the Patreon. That's uh Amy Ayers. Thank you very much for joining up to the Patreon. We are very grateful. All of you, Elliot, Lexi, Valerie, Jason, all of you. I do you have one much. thing to say to Lexi. We did get the pins. I don't know if we mentioned it. I told her that we got the pins. Okay, so yeah. we did get them. And, um, you know, I just wanted to thank you for those. Yeah, they're really rad. And yes. we do appreciate it. And we'll be distributing Brilliant. them. Brilliant. We'll be distributing them to the group when we all get together again. Mm-hmm. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Uh, maybe make a jaunt down to where, uh, where Christopher is uh, deep in the Western Reserve of the uh, People's Republic of Ohio. Uh, we'll come down and visit, distribute the pins. They're pretty rad. Again, we appreciate you, all of our patrons. Uh, Amy, welcome to the Use Guys family on the Patreon. Thank you very much. There'll be a Substack coming out too. If you're part of the Patreon, you'll already be um, part of the subscription list to the Substack. So that'll be the new place to blog from. You'll get some articles and shit like that from there. Um, but that's uh, that's it for uh, for that. And don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube's channel. Um, we, we would like those subscription numbers to go up. Don't forget the thumbs up, hit, hit the bell button, right? That's what they say. Hit the bell button, get the alert for the show. Um, in the meantime, that's all I have. I'd like to thank our sponsors. Of course, agorasnexus.com, the premier sponsor of the use guys in that podcast from crypto, coffee, books, eBooks, knives, all sorts of cool shit, man. Our friends over at Agoras Nexus, Brandon and Dag are awesome people. Check out agorasnexus.com. Dot com. I also like to thank Team Mandalore, who keeps cycling very weird. Of course, I paint Akron, where all accidents are happy accidents. And once again, Ray Faba, fine art and great design from the Great Lakes. Tremendous artist. We're very grateful. But ladies and gentlemen, what would be a used guys in that podcast episode without talking about your ass? Now, the Ides of March are approaching. And when Caesar got stabbed to death, because Steve Caesar was the bad guy, and uh, and Brutus was the good guy because Caesar was misbehaving, becoming a tyrant. Mm-hmm. So they stabbed him. Remember, Caesar's the bad guy. Brutus is the good guy. But Caesar didn't have the opportunity you have. So if you're planning to get stabbed to death during the eyes of March, be sure that you're smelling as good as you can for death. Nobody wants to get somebody nice and close with a knife because that's real personal. You got to get in there. You know, you got to stab. It's it's very intrusive, obviously. Make sure you wash your ass with Todd's Gay Soap, a great sponsor and the first sponsor of the used guys in that podcast. My friend Todd creates all sorts of awesome soaps. I sure fucking hope he is because I keep telling you guys that he is and I haven't confirmed if he has new flavors out. I certainly hope he's working on it. But my friend Todd from Akron Apothecary can create a nice, wonderful cold pressed soap made from gay hands for your asshole, your taint, your vagina, ball sack, under boob. All of it, fat folds, wherever sweat hides, Todd's Gay Soap will find it and fuck it to death until it smells delicious because Todd's Gay Soap is soap for that ass. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank you for listening to the show. If you made it this far, you're really dedicated and you're probably a little sick too and you're more than welcome to stick around. Todd's Gay Soap is going to snoo snoo that ass stench. I don't have anything else, you guys. I hope you have have a great week. And wash your ass with Todd's Gay Soap and continue to enjoy Arby's. Bye.